Hi everyone, and welcome back to The Bliss Bakery, where you'll get your wholesome slice of life. I'm Rachel. And I'm Renee. Today I'm joined by my first ever guest, Renee, to talk about the relationship between work and life. Renee and I met at work last year when I was a grad and she was a product management intern and she ended up getting a grad offer at our company and then going to a startup instead. (laughs) She's had heaps of work experiences already, so I'm super excited to talk about that today. So before we dive into the topic, can you share something exciting, fun or notable that happened to you last week? Yeah, no, that's good timing. So I recently... Um, So I'm working on a startup called Eucalyptus and as part of the sort of social scene, we have a bunch of social clubs and I recently joined one called Pottery Club. That's cool. Yeah. And so we get a bunch of budget and we get to sort of do classes together as a group. And I only started last month, but last week I technically got really serious about it. And I was like, actually, I'm going to try to do this every single week and make bowls and mugs for my family and like friends um, so yeah, last week I started pottery, like seriously, I guess. And I made an Instagram account too. Yeah, I saw your Instagram. <laughs> what is it? Um, it is Renee.Ceramics. We're actually doing pottery next week as well for a team bonding event. Yeah, it's such a good activity to do. Yeah. I've never done it before, but I've done like, like you can see, I do so much like DIY yeah, exactly. stuff. Yeah. So I think it's going to be really you fun. Like it. Yeah. And then the other question, so other people can get to know you better is, do you know your MBTI? Oh, this is a good question. So I don't know what the the letters are, but I know that it's the same one as Queen Elizabeth II. <laughs> so I don't know. Queen Elizabeth. But also I did one recently and it was a different one. So oh, really? yeah, it changes. Oh. ISTJ? So you're introverted. Definitely introverted. Really? Yeah. Know that. Really? <laughs> I thought you were extroverted. No. Sorry. I think I'm like introverted, but leaning towards the middle. Like ah, ambivert. okay. Yeah, yeah. Shall we talk about how we met? Yes. I remember when I was, this is when I was in, I don't know, penultimate year of uni. And I was like, I'm totally going to be a consultant. And then I knew of Rachel through Women in Technology Society. Um, and then just like on LinkedIn, because you were like, like so much work experience. And I think at that time you you did McKinsey or something. You just yeah. finished at McKinsey. And I reached out. And then we met for coffee at Joe and the Juice. And then we just, like, got along really well. And it wasn't, like, overly formal or anything. And I was like, this girl's actually really cool. And after that, I actually looked into Atlassian, into the PM program. And then I applied for the internship and sort of went through the process. And then fast forward, started at Atlassian, and then we just like ended up catching up really regularly because we were both there. Yeah, it's really nice. Do you want to share like, what do you do for work and like what your previous experiences have been? Yeah, so in uni, I graduated last December and I studied a Bachelor of Commerce and Science, uh, majoring in psychology. Um, And then in terms of work experiences, I guess being a commerce student, I always thought I'd go into consulting in the corporate life. Um, and had a taste of that and just didn't quite like working on PowerPoint slides all day and Excel all day. And so kind of fast forward, I came to Atlassian and did the product management internship. And I just loved sort of mixing business with tech and just people as well. From there, I started exploring more of the tech world and I've always been interested in sort of healthcare and biotech. 
And so after Atlassian, I interned at Eucalyptus for a little while in a couple of other healthcare med tech startups and just made the decision to stay at Eucalyptus because of how exciting and how fast they're moving uh, and doing really wonderful things in healthcare. Um, So fast forward now, I'm currently a full-time associate at Eucalyptus and my role is kind of a mix of strategy, product and growth. Um, and I work on their various brands from skincare to sexual wellness to obesity management, um, men's health, etc. And it's been, yeah, really, really fun so far. I started in February, so it's been almost two months now. That's super cool. And I remember like when you were making that decision between like a big tech company mm-hmm. or uh, more of a startup. And, yeah. Like looking back, how do you feel about that decision? Looking back, I definitely am glad I made this decision. It, as much as I like Atlassian, I, I mean, I loved it. It's a great environment to learn and in a very structured environment, but also I'm just someone who sort of likes to be more proactive and just like take charge of my own role and sort of design it myself. And I've been able to do that at Eucalyptus, whereas it would have been much more structured at Atlassian. Mm. Um, and so, no, yeah, looking back, I... I'm glad I made this decision. I wish I made it faster. Like it took me so long to mm-hmm. finally choose this. But yeah, I think I did make the right choice. I in it's probably the better fit for me. Mm. And then the decision to like not go into consulting. Yeah, that decision was like, I think consulting is, it's a great place to learn some really key skills that you can mm-hmm. take throughout your entire career. But it's also almost like a safe space where people don't know what they want to do. So they'll go into it. And I think I just knew that I wanted to be in healthcare and in technology. And I thought, um, why would I waste a couple of years trying to figure things out when I really kind of know what I want? So it's just a bit of a risk, but in the end, I don't think I have any regrets for that. So, yeah. yeah. That's the same as me actually, where like I had a plan of like, oh, I'll go into consulting for like two years. And then after that, I'm going to go into industry, probably like back in tech doing product management. And then I realized, wait, if I already have that plan, mm. like, why don't I just do that yeah, now? Exactly. And there's a lot of people, people like the prestige and the name and the brand of having, you know, a consulting firm on your resume. And that's totally fair. Yeah. But also a lot of people aren't happy in it. And you might as well just take that plunge and start where you already know you're going to end up if yeah. you have that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess like you've had a lot of different experiences in tech, in consulting, in startups and things. So how would you, I guess, compare the work-life balance between each of those industries? Mm, That's a good question. Um, When I did consulting, it was, well, as an intern, you don't really work long hours, but I knew from the people around me that it was it's very hierarchical. So the partner will tell the manager what needs to be done. The manager goes down to the associate and then associate hands off to business analyst or whatever. And so you, your schedule is based around your seniors. Mm -hmm. And so you don't really have flexibility in saying, Oh, I'm going to clock off here because you need to wait for that person to tell you that you can clock off. And then when I arrived at Atlassian, it was like completely different. They give you so much responsibility and you really just they trust you to take charge of your own schedule. If you need to clock off at 3 p.m. or 4 p.m., then they trust that you'll get that work done at another time or, you know, mm. meet that deadline anyway. So I found the work-life balance just in tech in general much healthier mm-hmm. and they give the employees more autonomy over their schedule and it's honestly more beneficial that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then compared to startups, I think very also very similar to a big tech company, but 
in startups. It's just, you just need to be scrappy and get whatever needs to be done, done. And it doesn't mean that you'll be working long hours, but sometimes, you know, you just have to pull a few more hours because something happened. You need to put out a fire um, because there are resource constraints and not many employees. So you just have to take more responsibility. But um, I would say work-life balance at startups are also equally as good as a big tech company. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that's an Australian thing as well. Like yeah. our Australian startups that are kind of like booming right now, like Dovetail, mm. yeah. Eucalyptus, Safety Culture, yeah. I don't know if they're a startup still. Mm-hmm. But like I hear good things about just like work-life balance there, but then I also wonder how much of that translates to like startups around the world because yeah. it's just such a competitive environment. And so mm. I always kind of thought of startups as like, maybe the work-life balance is either like in between or even closer towards like consulting and IB because you just have to get things done. Otherwise you don't know whether tomorrow there's going to be a mm. business to go back to. Yeah, that is true. And I think, yeah, Australian is, just, we're just, I think we're just more chill and we yeah. live a good life. <laughs> Whereas in the US, I know I would hear would work. Yeah, would work longer hours and evenings were still working, but obviously um, weekends were sacred. But I would hear that just like the hustle culture in America is more strong compared to Australia, but doesn't necessarily mean that they're doing more work or they're more productive or achieving better results. So I just think it's more of it's it definitely is a cultural thing as well. What is maybe like a good work life balance look like to you? Yeah, I think to me. Um, a good work-life balance is you're pumping out at work and you're passionate about the work you do and you're not like waiting to clock off at five just to get off work. Um, that to me is like being happy at work. And then in my personal life, it's like a completely different world for me. And it's almost like a second work or play to me. So Mm -hmm. having, um, hobbies that I'm passionate about, like pottery recently, like reading or just even catching up with friends or being more active. Like I recently also picked up um, stand-up paddleboarding when the weather was good (laughs) before this rain. Um, And having that as like after work, this is what I want to focus on and I want to like develop these creative skills outside of work and treat them as like intense hobbies. That to me is like a really good work-life balance where I can just switch off from work. Yeah, it's, it's like, I agree. It's having the time to be able to do things that you're interested in. And I used to say a lot like, it's having the time to do the things that make you feel like you as Mm. opposed to a robot who is going to work and then coming home. And like the thing I hate most is when you go to work, you come home and then you're so tired, you have dinner and then you go to sleep straight away and you don't have time for like anything else. And then you wake up the next morning and you go back to work. Exactly. And then basically you just like live weekend to weekend. Mm. And I couldn't do that. Yeah. To me it's like, After work, I need something that will actually recharge me from the past few hours at work. And so, yeah, just like really finding hobbies that you really love, like sewing or pottery or art, like honestly anything like Oztag even. Something that, yeah, that it's almost like having two days in one day to me. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you do a like startup on the side as well? I do. Time into that. (laughs) That to me, that's like a weekend thing uh, almost. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, last year, a few of my friends and I started a dementia startup. Mm. Um, we're working on a solution to like essentially transform dementia care and make it easier and more stress-free for people who are caregivers. Um, and so it might look like a software solution. We're currently testing out cohort-based programs. 
Um, and yeah, it's, it's also a thing where actually working with my co-founders actually recharges me and really energizes me. And it doesn't actually feel like work to me. Um, and we all share the load. And so we've all found a really good balance because all of us are working full time, Mm -hmm. but we still have time to do this on the side, um, and execute on it. So yeah, that's so cool. How Mm -hmm. did you all meet? So we met through the Startmate Student Fellowship last year and then it, all of us in we have something in common which is we're just really passionate about healthcare and so we came together to do this health tech hackathon last year and then we won that hackathon with our dementia solution and then we decided we'll just take it forward and see see where it goes and so we've been working on that since yeah i think it's super cool that you guys like work on it on the weekends and technically it is work yeah but you don't think of it as that? No, not not really. It doesn't feel like work because we get to be – we're just so passionate about it and we really enjoy working with each other that it's – I look forward to meeting them yeah. and, like, having our working sessions. So yeah. yeah. And I think that's, like, the true essence of, like, when you find something that you find a flow state in almost yeah, as well. Where exactly. it's, like, you're actually interested in this thing and it's, like, the, it's really the ideal work situation. Like, imagine if your five-day-a-week mm. job – was basically like that's how you felt towards it then even though people are pulling maybe longer hours or like more time than a typical 40-hour work week they don't feel like it's draining them yeah exactly I don't know I feel like that's very rare though I do think so I think there's that and like people want to strive towards really enjoying their job and then there's another dimension where it's like okay, I'll just do nine to five and this is my work. And then after that, I just don't think about it. And I don't necessarily have to love what I do, but it's mm-hmm. enough to pay the bills. It's a great, you know, I enjoy my team and it's all good. And then afterwards, I just don't need to think about it. So I feel like there's also that option. I don't think, I feel like the goal of striving towards a job where you really have to be so passionate about it. I feel like that's that doesn't have to be the mm. approach that everyone takes. And it's also okay to not love your job, but also not hate it and yeah. just be a job. It's like not not everyone has to chase like that one path of idealism, mm, basically. Exactly. I kind of think about work as well in terms of between like myself having done consulting and then being in tech. I did longer hours in consulting, obviously. Mm-hmm. And every day would just feel like a really, really long day. And so like a lot of my days would probably be like till maybe like 6.30. And that's like everyone in the company thinks, oh, that's really good. (laughs) Those are good hours. Um, But even then I would still just feel like, you know, that day felt like a week to me because I was doing things that I wasn't like that interested in. Yeah. Whereas I guess like when I went into tech, even though I was, I'm sometimes still pulling like those same hours, but it feels really different. Mm-hmm. And like you notice the difference a lot when you're off work as well. For example, on Sundays, back in consulting, I would get the Sunday scaries yeah. and I dread going back to work. And then every night, like coming home on a weekday, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I can't do it again tomorrow kind of thing. Whereas now when I go to work, like on weekends, I feel like I can just enjoy my weekends because I'm knowing that I'm going into Monday feeling like just good about what I'm going to do and yeah every day just feels a lot more free but technically I look at the hours and I'm like they're not that different yeah exactly I feel yeah I feel the same I remember when I was yeah also doing that consulting internship and just like dreading (laughs) on the Sunday coming in on Monday and when you don't enjoy the work or it just feels like such a drag the entire day I'm like waiting for lunch waiting for 5 p.m so I can clock off 
And yeah, like input doesn't equal output. I do like that you said input doesn't equal output because the nice, I think what works in a company's culture is when they actually start to recognize that it's not about like quantity of hours or FaceTime, Mm -hmm. which you see in a lot of like traditional companies, but it's about the quality of the work that you produce. And Mm. it could take me like three hours in a day to do something really good and like get into deep focus and just like Mm. produce that thing. And, you know, I don't necessarily have to be there for the entire eight hours. I could have done that thing, taken a break, and I can work when I want as long as that thing gets done and is done to a really good quality at the end. Yeah, exactly. I think I read a book where it was saying how humans can only work for like four hours max in a day, like pure quality focus sort of flow work. And then the rest of it is just admin and like small minor tasks. So if you're working a job that requires you to like do work for eight to 10 hours plus, it's like, that's not productive. It's not good for Mm -hmm. the company. It's not good for you. Um, I think, yeah, the book was called deep work by Cal Newport. How much time do you find you spend in a work week at eucalyptus like what kind of hours do you do and what does a week look like so right now i'm working on our obesity management brand um as we launch into new markets such as the uk and possibly europe after that um and so i'm working on more of a strategy piece around what does one of our services which is health coaching look like and what's a scalable model for that and yeah it's been really interesting so far it's it's honestly less strategy and more just execution and running experiments and figuring out what's the best way um, to do health coaching essentially as a service. Um, and so in terms of my work hours and work balance, honestly, it's really not that different to, I guess, like big tech. You know, I'll start my day maybe 8, 8.30, and then generally towards the afternoon it's quieter, um, and then I can clock off around 4.35 essentially. So it's just like a pretty normal work day and – Usually I really like to like block out deep work time and that's best during the morning before lunch and then maybe a couple hours after lunch. And then afterwards I generally put in my meetings or like coffee chats as well because I just find in the late afternoon I'm really sort of tired from yeah. the entire day and I just – I would definitely be less productive then. So I just put all the social things <laughs> towards the end. So, yeah, that's kind of my day and my week so far. Yeah, and I mean, I've only been working full-time for a month and a half, so yeah. things could change, but so far, so good. Yeah. Do you find as an introvert when you put all your meetings at the end of the day, though, you get, like, super tired by the end? Well, like, luckily, I, because my team is quite small on this, I don't have a lot of meetings in general. Oh, so, it's dream. yeah, I, I actually don't miss the product manager days because yeah. you're – I literally remember having a day where it was back to back from nine to four. Yes. <laughs> it's just, it's very, very tiring. But yeah, luckily for me, not really. And honestly, I really enjoy the social interaction because with Eucalyptus, everyone's quite young and mm. we all share, share really similar interests. And so it's actually quite fun because we get to talk about non-work things. Um, and I feel like after that, it energizes me and then... I'm like off to dinner or something in like in the city. So it actually works quite well. But um, yeah, there are definitely times where it can be a bit draining, especially on Fridays when everyone's in the office um, and it's just a lot going on. But no, generally it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds so nice. I guess like, yeah, I miss not having meetings in my calendar. Yeah. That's the main thing as a product manager that I think starts to, it can burn you out a lot. Yeah. Is just how many meetings you can have in a week. Cause 
you mentioned before, like you work on average of like four hours a day mm, like, yeah, of productive exactly. time. And I've actually been running an experiment in the last mm. week where I kind of clock my hours and time everything that I do. Yeah. Um, so that takes a lot of discipline, but I was measuring a couple of days and there was one day where I had just like full meetings and I probably like fully worked more than eight hours that day. Mm. And then the other days where I had less meetings, I checked like my time and it would be like four hours or like mm. three hours. And I'd be like, did I not do work that yeah, day? Exactly. So yeah, I think it makes such a big difference in terms of like yeah, how much you do, but it's not necessarily always correlated to how productive exactly. you're being or like if you're moving work forward. Yeah. It's really funny because when I, um, after Atlassian, I got used to having so many meetings when I interned at Eucalyptus and I obviously didn't have as many meetings, I would correlate productivity with how many meetings I actually had in my calendar. So weirdly, I would try to find excuses to book in meetings for certain things just so I I could see. It's like a vanity metric. It's like, so I could see that actually I'm doing work because I have a meeting that's work-related. And I finally came to realize that actually that's like very unproductive. And now I'm so sacred about my not having meetings and actually you could book in a 15 minute meeting instead of a 30 minute meeting Mm. or like a 30 minute instead of a one hour meeting. And I'm just like very precious with my time now. And it's worked really well for productivity and just like general, like mind as well. Like your mental well-being. Yeah. If, if you could do anything you wanted with your day, what would it look like though? Like if you had the choice to do anything, whether it was a split between like work or just chilling out and doing nothing. Hmm. Yeah. What would, what would you do is this like if I wasn't working where I was working um no you could be working where you are working now oh (laughs) but maybe there's like no pressure to make money okay if there's no pressure to make money then and there's no pressure of getting fired okay I think it's ideal life (laughs) yeah ideal life I've had like all the money in the world yeah I'd split it between really audacious hobbies Mm. and working on passion projects like something in healthcare or mm-hmm. like my my own startup and so in terms of like audacious hobbies I would really like something I really want to get my helicopter license oh, <laughs> which costs a lot I didn't um, even know you could get a helicopter license yeah you can yeah so like my grandfather was a pilot in the oh, air force wow. and so I think I'm like influenced by that but things like that I would love to do some wacky thing like for the first half of the day go out and like learn how to fly and then when we come back um take lunch and then probably like have my deep hours after lunch and work on something like a passion project and then the rest of the day like have dinner and then like come home and then spend time with family and friends and honestly I think that would be my ideal day it's like a good mix of family and friends work and play Mm, yeah that sounds so nice Mm. if only I know (laughs) (laughs) yeah I was thinking I was kind of thinking about this as well and I like that you mentioned like an audacious hobby because mm. it is really like that's the essence of life right like yeah. you're doing something where you're kind of like I wouldn't be doing this every day kind mm-hmm. of thing like this is just a unique experience that you don't think you have the opportunity to do yeah so I definitely think you should go for your helicopter <laughs> license that'd be really cool. I will when I have like 30 grand <laughs> yeah. to just blow <laughs> um I on Wednesday actually had a day where I was kind of like oh this is my ideal day Mm. and there wasn't anything crazy to be honest but Lucas and I woke up at 5 30 because we went into the office and 
because his company like has a car park in the city. Mm, he could drive nice. us in, but it gets filled up before six. So we <laughs> had to go so early and we were so tired. Like it was black outside. Yeah. Was, yeah. Um, but because of that, we had breakfast together at a cafe in the morning, which is kind of nice because yeah. it feels like it's something different from your usual day. And then I went into the office and I like did some work. So I kind of felt productive and I, like, I saw the other PMs on my team in person as well, which is nice. And then after lunch, I had intended to take the half day off. So, like, I left at three because my mum had bought us this spa booking oh. at uh, Shangri-La. Wow. Yeah, and so, like, at three, I left early, technically, um, and we went to the spa and we got, like, a massage and a facial mm-hmm. and, like, we swam in the pool. And then after that, we went, like, and had pepper lunch. Oh, and then God. we went home and I was – I just kept saying throughout the day, like <laughs> – this is this is the ideal life. Like yeah. this is it. That sounds so lush. Yeah. So nice. But yeah, I I'd like to think that those are the kinds of things I would do. And mm. I think it's like when you have maybe a day off or like a a typical day that you you tend to pack it with things because you're kind of like, oh I don't get these that much. Mm-hmm. But I think like if it was every day I would probably just spend all my time on my phone and do yeah. nothing. Mm, yeah. And then that doesn't feel like work-life balance to me either. No, I had um, a break after graduating before starting full-time work. I had almost two months of no work, nothing. And I was like, I'm going to do so much and like go out and try all these cool hobbies. And sometimes I would just spend most of the day like in bed on my phone or watching Netflix. Yeah. And it, you feel terrible like doing that. Yes sometimes you just want a day off but yeah. also when you have that day off you don't you're not happy with it at the end of the day and so I just find I need to find like a balance of just being content with the day and not trying to fill it up too much but not trying to do too little to like take a break and actually surprisingly I'm finding working full-time my work-life balance is much better than when I had two months off to do absolutely nothing and just rest yeah and I guess it's like different for different people as well so like Maybe someone will spend just the whole day on their phone in bed. And, like, that's okay, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I guess it's, like, the intent of, like, as long as at the end of it, did you feel good about yeah. it? Oh, my God, yeah. I remember tracking my hours, and it's horrifying. It's, like, it? five hours. Um, and then not to, like, not to include hours on my laptop outside of on my phone. So that's mm-hmm. pretty scary. Do you have the option to work remote? Yes. So at, at Eucalyptus, right now we're growing so quickly that our office, current office doesn't fit everyone. So we actually do rotations and rosters. But even then, I actually just prefer to go in maybe one to two days a week and work the rest from home because I'm definitely more productive at home because the office can be very distracting. And I find the balance of the two has worked really well, having that hybrid environment. And I'm obviously I'm an introvert, so maybe that's a bit biased. Like I prefer working from home in general, but I find the hybrid environment is really good. Yeah. If there's one thing that was good that came out of COVID, COVID it's yeah. the whole shift of how yeah. people work. Because exactly. I think about going into office five days a week and how we did it before COVID. Mm. And you're like, how did I ever do that? Mm. And now when I go into the office, even one day a week, I'm kind of like, that was a big commitment. Like that took a lot of energy to do. <laughs> and then you can't do it the next day. Yeah. But it is really nice that like, companies are becoming more flexible and realizing that you can really successfully work from home and like go into office whenever you want. 
Mm. I think the main thing for them is like how much costs is yeah. taking for them. But I'm glad that they're doing it. I am very glad too. My manager at Atlassian, he moved from Sydney to like Port Macquarie and he bought like a big farm for his family of five and moved all the way up there and can, you know, can still do an amazing job at work. Um, so I just think it's a really good balance to have. It's, it's nice that it enables you to experience life. Exactly. So you don't just feel like work is work. Because I was also thinking later on in the year, because we can work remotely, just going to like Japan yeah. for two to three months and mm-hmm. being able to work from there and then explore like a completely new place, which I think is really cool. And I hope that more and more companies mm-hmm. start shifting in that direction. I think so too, hopefully. I think the other thing though, like I guess the downside of remote that I'm finding is the screen time that you have mm-hmm. and you get just so drained from, like it's Zoom fatigue really. Yeah. There is this feeling of, less connected with the people you're working with because you don't just bump into them or like mm. have a face-to-face conversation like every time you have an interaction with someone it has to feel so intentional like mm. and then when you jump into zoom it feels almost like a work meeting as well mm-hmm. so it's interesting trying to like figure out what is that balance between yeah it is working from home as an introvert but also needing to feel a little bit like you have some connection to the rest of your company without having to be on your computer all the time. Yeah. I find my colleagues who who go into the office more often suddenly are a lot more social as in they know a lot more people in the company and have like more social relationships with people in the company. And then I come in, I'm like, I don't know these faces. And like, I don't have many friends actually, because I'm always at home. And so it's definitely a balance of I feel at home, I have so much more control of my schedule, of my work. And in the office, it's the complete opposite because you might bump into someone and then you have like a conversation around work and then like you go into a brainstorming session suddenly and then like a bunch of time escapes you. But I feel like those interactions are so important to just like social relationships at work. And so I'm also just trying to find that balance. Yeah, it really is just the best of both worlds. I think what I'm starting to realize as we talk through this as well is it's because we're given choice. Mm. And like when you have that freedom, you just feel so much better about work. Mm. Especially like when you think about being in a more traditional industry where there's a lot more kind of like rules or things that you feel like you have to follow. Yeah, I think that's what makes you feel very restricted. Yeah, it's just like giving your employees or people the autonomy to have take more control over their own schedule and mm. make those decisions themselves and just enabling them. Mm. Yeah. And I think certain companies, especially in tech, they do that really well. And therefore employee satisfaction is much higher than other traditional companies. Yeah. Maybe is there a wrap up of like, what are some tips for people to, I don't want to say achieve work-life balance. Cause I read an article <laughs> and they were like, work-life balance is not an achievement. It's a cycle of continuous reevaluation. But yeah, what are some of your tips for for getting to that point where you feel happy with that relationship between work and life? I think, first of all, I would really recommend people check out two books. One called Mm -hmm. Deep Work by Cal Newport. Um, He really advocates for, I guess, like just taking charge of your own time at work. And so he is a professor of computer science in the US and like professors notoriously have huge workloads and long hours and he's never worked past 5 p.m because he just takes charge of his own schedule and he doesn't let other people sort of dictate his calendar so i recommend reading that book and a second book called rest by 
what is his name? Alex Pang. Yes, Alex Pang. And it's all about just the importance of being more, like you can be more productive if you rest more. And I feel like that's counterintuitive to people. Like you need rest to recharge. And I just found like that change, shifting your mindset from like input does not equal output, I think is like a really good first step. Secondly, I think I would just sort of reflect on what you value and set guardrails. Nowadays, I just really value my own time. And so I don't let people just book in any time in my calendar for a meeting Um, and little things like that or pushing for async meetings. So I think just like reflecting on, do you actually need to be doing this work or taking so much time to do something? Um, Um, Setting your boundaries. Yeah. And then I would just third, I think third and last piece of advice, I would just find a hobby or something outside of work that you really enjoy that you can just engross yourself in um, and not feel like, you need to check your phone on social media and like just like something you can do for multiple hours that just take up all of your concentration mm-hmm. and I find that's been really good for just mental health in general for me. I have two to add to that. One is don't go into consulting. <laughs> <laughs> the actual one is probably so I was talking to an APM in my team and he kind of suggested like reframe the way that you think about work. Mm. Um, and so I found it really interesting because the way that he works actually is just whenever he feels like it, like there's no nine to five, there's no set hours. Like mm. he might wake up late and start work at like 10 or something um, and then do some like really deep work. But if he gets distracted or something during the mid part of the day, he might just like go out and do that thing. Yeah. But he comes back afterwards, after dinner or something, he might actually come back and do some more work just whenever he feels the most productive. And he was also mentioning like on weekends, there might be, you know, a couple of hours where he just feels inspired. Mm. He's like, oh, I'm just going to do work then. Mm -hmm. And for me, that concept was so foreign because I've always been like living by the golden rule of no work on weekends. Yeah, yeah. So I mentioned that to him and he was like, but it's not work. It's like, you just feel like doing it. Like you have an idea and you want to drop that thing down. Like you just kind of do it then. Mm -hmm. And there's no pressure of like you work certain hours or whatever, like, but it's just engaging with the things that you want to do, like when you want to do them. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting as well. I agree. I think when you have a job or work that you don't enjoy, like previously in the past, I've done this where I'm very strict about the hours. I'm like, after 5 p.m., I'm not going to do any work because it's, like, my my time now and yeah. I'm not going to give that time to my employer. But when I, like, for example, at Lassian or at Eucalyptus, I'm happy to, like, go back to work after dinner and just, like, do a little bit more work because I actually enjoy it and I don't mind that I'm working for my employer because I'm passionate about it. Yeah. And similarly on the weekends, if I think of something, I'll, like, jot it down and do a little bit of work as well. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, yeah, it does come back to just enjoying the work that you do and like the mindset around it i think we're really lucky yeah (laughs) we're we're privileged because we're in tech (laughs) i guess um that lets you do that so i think it's hard to i guess tell someone who is working in a more traditional industry like just don't work when you don't feel like it but i think it's more of a push for the employers to Mm. think about how they like restructure how success is measured when your employee works um, maybe the last thing is, what's something you would tell yourself during your first internship? Mm. <laughs> That's a good question. I think my first proper formal internship was the consulting one. And I wanted to get a grad offer so bad that I just like was such a tryhard during that internship. 
you know, the funny thing is, and I'm like exposing myself here, but I didn't actually get a grad offer afterwards. And it like, I was so sad about it. Then with Atlassian, I didn't really know if I wanted to do product management, but I just took every day as it came. I just did the work. Um, I bonded with my team. And in the end, I wasn't even like trying to get a grad offer, but I did. So going back to my first internship, I would just say, don't try so hard to fake things for the sake of thinking that you'll people will see it as a really good thing that you're doing and just focus on the work and focus on doing a good job and building genuine relationships. And then whatever comes, comes. I think that, yeah, that would be my big piece of advice for myself. I think that's like important advice for people early in their career to learn as well, because you spend so much energy and so much like anxiety kind of stressing about what other people think of you and like optically how that looks Sometimes it is about the optics, but it's not all about it. Yeah. And when you focus on like what you kind of like and can do well, or like you focus on yourself, I feel like that is when you actually do really, really exactly. well and you impress others. Yeah. Rather than the other way around. Mm. Well, thank you mm-hmm. so much for joining me for my first ever podcast episode on the Bliss Bakery. I don't even know how to finish this, but I will say thank you everyone for listening and I will see you all next time. Yeah, thank you for having me. Bye. (laughs)